Alrighty, well, let's get into it. So, uh, I think I'll, I think I've decided that I'm going to start each episode now off with a, a bit of a crazy headline. There's no shortage of crazy headlines. No, they're all over the place. Uh, but this one's pretty crazy. I come across uh, today. Italian man crushed to death under thousands of wheels of cheese. <laughs> <laughs> That's, I mean, it's crazy. Well, yeah, it's also, uh, it's a tragic death, but um, we just, okay. <laughs> it just sounds funny. Yeah, but we do have to be mature about this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, I guess if you had time, you could, there's there's many, many cheese puns you could have in there. <laughs> yeah, oh, absolutely. So the 75-year-old uh, owner of the, dairy and cheese factory mm. uh, in Italy was inside his warehouse on Sunday when a shelf broke, triggering triggering a deadly domino effect. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, apparently it took 12 hours to rescue him. So, okay. And um, yeah, there was, yeah, the warehouse was stacked with 25,000 wheels of cheese. It's right. a lot of cheese, isn't it? Yeah. But get this, the damage caused by the accident has been estimated at $11.7 million. But, but how? Well, that's including the... But, facility, aren't, they, the, but aren't they just going to reuse the cheese? I've never thought that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not every... He didn't touch every wheel of cheese. Yeah, but wouldn't the cheese be fine? You'd think, cause it, wouldn't it be in some sort of covering? Mm, no, it's just... These, you know, those wheels of cheese, they're massive. Yeah. They weigh like 40, 50 kilos each. Oh, really? That big? Oh, yeah, they're massive. Yeah. I've never seen a wheel of cheese. Okay. They're really good. <laughs> oh. I can't imagine he would have regretted not taking that job at the uh, marshmallow factory. <laughs> or he would have regretted uh, you know, getting that mice exterminator in. <laughs> Could have eaten his way out. So what sort of cheese was it? Oh, shit. I can't really say it. Um, Grana Padano, is it? Yeah. It was just unfortunate it wasn't Swiss cheese. He could have just <laughs> crawled through it. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, but, but someone has died. Yeah. yeah, so we you know pay our respects to him. But that's a wacky way to die. And... Um, yeah. Perhaps we could do an episode of uh, wacky ways to die. Yeah, that, that's that's a crazy way. I mean, yeah, I mean, main. You know, when people have their funerals, you know, people cry and stuff like that. But people just laugh. <laughs> Where do they laugh? Well, because he's been crushed by cheese. It's it's comical. It's an unusual death. You don't really hear a lot of cheese accidents. <laughs> cheese really. You know, I mean, I've seen cooking shows where, you know, they'll make a cheese dish and they'll say, oh, this is to die for. But <laughs> this really was. Anyways, that's the wacky uh, yeah. headline of the week, I suppose. And um, all right. Well, let's get into it. So what have we been looking into? Well, uh, this week, I think we're going to have a look at some of the worst decisions made in history but you know they're not necessarily world changing uh, decisions they can be on a personal level uh they could be financial they could be environmental they could be reputational uh just any bad decision and uh you know and they may not even be known but um if you research or think 
hard enough. There's plenty of bad decisions out there. And maybe this is something we could... We're never going to get every bad decision. So this could be an endless... Endless, endless episode. List. Yeah, it could <laughs> be. But, um, yeah, so anyway, I'm going to start off with, well, what I'd regard as a um, financial uh, bad decision by 12 people, and uh, at least 12 people, mm. and they would have nightmares. Uh, and this happened 20 years ago, or more actually, a bit more than 20 years ago, um, when... J.K. Rowling took her manuscript for Harry Potter around to 12 publishing houses who all said it was no good. And eventually on the 13th, she was picked up. Now, Harry Potter has turned over billions of dollars. So if any one of those publishers had have said, let's do it, you were set for life. And uh, they have to live with the fact that they rejected one of the most popular franchises in history. Yeah, what a horrible thing to live with as well. And I think the Harry Potter books went on to be the fastest selling yeah. uh, books ever. Yeah. Was it? Uh, and, records. They broke records anyway. Yeah. And, so. and just on that as well, um, uh, you can probably add a 13th person in there, and that is the guy who separated from J.K. Rowling. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. So <laughs> That's a bad decision. <laughs> but So, that, yeah, there's 13 people there. But I can only imagine that if you looked at that, and told J.K. Rowling, no, that's not on. Your book's no good. Uh, you would That would never go away. Okay. That would be a, a permanent stain on your mind. You just couldn't get rid of it. Um, okay. okay um, I'll just relate with the Harry Potter one. Yeah. I think a terrible decision that they made was making Daniel Radcliffe play Harry Potter. Oh no! Actually, I take that back. I take that back. Yeah. Oh, no, he was all right. He was a good. He was good. Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. Um, but he is a horrible actor. Oh, he's a terrible actor. But who would you have got to play Harry Potter? I don't really know. Um. Yeah. I mean, because he started off as a pretty young child, and he sort of grew into it, didn't he? Yeah. I, I've never seen any of them. I've never read a book, and have I've you? never, never. No, oh, they're really good. No, they're really good. But Daniel Radcliffe. He's a horrible actor. Yeah. Any other movie that he's done, he has been shocking. Actually, I'll tell you the only thing I've seen him in, uh, I saw him in a documentary. He's given up drinking because he, he hit the piss. Oh, um, did he? When he got famous. And and he's now uh, like totally off it and said it's a good thing. So he's sober. Yep. Oh, good. Yeah. So anyway, that's, that's all I've seen him in. He's yeah. working his magic. He is. <laughs> yeah. So but anyway, I, I think that's a good start though. I think there's... As far as bad decisions go, they're, they're long-lasting and you never forget them. And uh, that would be that would haunt me. No, that's a really good uh, example there. So, so what have you got? I've got, well, actually, I've got an example right in front of me. I'm <laughs> drinking a can of Coca-Cola. Yeah. Now, Coca-Cola, they've, well, they've made some good decisions, but they've also made some, they've made a couple of bad decisions. Okay. And what's, what's one of the bad decisions? Well, oh, one of the bad decisions was um, in 1985... They changed the recipe to their uh, classic Coke. Yeah. So. Um, I know you, you, you're quite fond of Coke and it's getting personal. Quite, yeah. and it's hard to talk about. <laughs> but go on. It's getting personal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So they changed the recipe to, and they changed it to new Coke. and New so, Coke. New Coke. You, you'd be hmm. aware with new Coke. Aware of new Coke? No, sort of. You know, I, I wasn't really into that in 1985. No. But, uh, but go on. So they released it in April in uh, 1985 
and it was just a downhill spiral as soon as it hit the shelves. So. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it only took 77 days for them to bring the classic Coke back onto the shelves because they were seriously buckling. But did was that a plan from the beginning? Well, I don't know because although it was a bad decision, it was one of the best decisions that they made in the Yeah, end. that's right. I mean, what they did is people... Uh, I mean, Coke had been around for so long, I guess, that maybe people had just become used to it and, and then had to be taken away and replaced with something horrendous. Like, in Australia, I'd equate that to when they brought out the new barbecue shapes, oh, which yeah. were, oh, I grew up with barbecue shapes. They're fantastic. <laughs> and uh, then they brought out the new and improved barbecue shapes, which were horrendous. Oh, and they really? did the same thing. What they did is they then brought back the originals alongside the new in the supermarket, and then the new have just disappeared. So maybe they took mm. a, a page out of the Coke playbook. Yeah, they could have. Yeah. Because they were competing against Pepsi at the time. This is in the Cola Wars. Yes. Yeah. This is, yeah, the Cola Wars. Yeah. Uh, this is going as far back as in the 1880s that Pepsi and Cola, uh, Coke had been having these uh, ongoing wars. But Coke had always had the advantage in the mm. market. Been around a little bit longer, maybe 10 or, 10 or so years longer yeah. than Pepsi. But, um, yeah, the new Coke, that was where Pepsi had to come in, actually went above Coke for once in the market. And it's back where it belongs now? Well, yeah. Well, after 77 days, they got yeah. back to where they were. Yeah. So so who was, who was allied with RC Cola? In the Cola Wars. RC Cola? Yeah, Royal Crown Cola. It's a pretty big brand. Right, okay. Yeah. I mean, you can only have... I mean, can you have a war with three people <laughs> fighting each other? They would have to have been aligned with someone. Yeah. Yeah, that's very true. But we, you know how we say Coke, right? Yep. It's... um, Coke actually trademarked... Coca-Cola trademarked that name. Yeah. Because before 1945, the word Coke described carbonated drink okay so you could walk into the shop and say oh can i please have a coke and they say yeah of course which one would you like okay so coca-cola trademarked that name so now you can walk into the shop and you'll say can i please have a coke and you'll get a go you'll get a coca-cola i thought it had something to do with the fact that it contained cocaine which I, which it originally did did it yeah it did yeah because know. coke was invented by a guy uh and I'm, I'm, he was dying when he invented it, and it was for pain. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, I, I, I don't know names and things like that, but that definitely happened. It probably still does. It's highly addictive stuff. It is. I yeah. can tell you that Coca Cola. <laughs> that is. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Well, that's my little example there. Yeah, that's a that's a good one. And, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, well, like we we're saying, they could be financial, which these ones sort of were, but also the one I've got is a guy called. Reginald Montgomery. Just, yeah. Reginald Montgomery, which is a terrible name. <laughs> he was never going to do any good with a name like that. It's just a shit name. But anyway, he was uh, a, an Australian government employee in the 1930s. And at the time, they had a problem with beetles attacking sugarcane. Okay. So, Reg introduced the cane toad to Queensland. Oh. To combat the beetles. Oh, no. So, as we all know, the, the cane toads have just infested Queensland. I don't know if you've been to Queensland and come across them. I've been to Cairns, but 
uh, that was a few years ago now. Yeah, but I mean, never come across them. No. Yeah, I, I lived in Rockhampton for a little while and was renting a place there. And out in the the evenings after the rain and whatever, you just you your yard would just be filled up with cane toads. You get the golf clubs out, all sorts of things, <laughs> and they are hard to kill. Are they? Yeah. yeah. Like you can put them in the freezer to kill them. What? But yeah. yeah. And the problem is, like, if predators eat them, they die. So they're a shocking, and they're terrible looking. There's nothing good about them. There's, there's no use can be made out of them. So so their skin must be venomous, is that right? Yeah, it's, toxic it, it to... secretes. I think you can lick them and get off. Oh, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> but, you know, but if you saw one, you wouldn't want to lick it. Okay. Yeah. And uh, so they're just, you know, they're... It was one of the worst decisions, and we're dealing with it now. And it there's there's no end to it. So that happened, you know, ninety years ago. That happened, mm. and we still haven't come up with a solution. We'll never get rid of them. And they're they're going across the border in, or they're in Northern Territory, and I think it needs to be hot, like tropical type of weather for them. Yeah, okay, uh, but they're yeah. horrible. So yeah, really interesting if they come across them and try and kill them. Yeah, you get a golf club, you can smash them, and they <laughs> they just don't die. <laughs> It's a, but yeah, that's a good example. But the um, also introduced species, rabbits and foxes, mm. massive problem here in Australia. Although, like foxes, definitely. But rabbits, yeah, while they have caused a lot of land de- degradation, whatever. When the depression was on, people ate them, and it's probably the only reason a lot of people survived in Australia. So you can say it was a bad thing, but for the people, a lot of people, well, it was a really good, good thing. thing. Good thing, yeah. At the time, yeah. Well, there was nothing else to eat. Uh, I know. Wow. I, I remember, you know, talking to my dad um, when he was a kid. Like the community would have rabbit drives because there was droughts and things, and the rabbits were everywhere. They um, build these fences, chase the rabbits into them, and they just kill rabbits and skin them and gut them and sell them and eat them. And you know, they were they were good for the community. So oh, good. Well, yeah. There you go. Good yeah. decision. Foxes, on the other hand, oh no, no good. No. But uh, yeah, so. You know, have you? What else have you got there? Well, I've got bad a, decisions. Well, <laughs> a very bad decision. I've, all, I've got a, another financial one. Yep. And uh, are you aware of blockbuster videos? <laughs> well, I, I'm old enough to remember going to video stores and blockbusters. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So blockbusters is a pretty good story actually for me because mm. they started off with one store mm. over in America. All right, yep. one store rental uh, videos and DVDs. Now they grew into a chain. And with over 9,000 locations, mm-hmm. that's quite big, right? They're in Australia. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, in the year 2000, mm-hmm. they made a very bad decision. Yes. <laughs> they declined the offer from Netflix yeah. to buy Netflix out. So, how much were they going to buy? $50 million. Oh, my God. So, that okay. can... But, $50 million. Yeah. And now, look at the comparisons now. Okay, you've got Blockbuster who went bankrupt. They're no longer around. Yep. And Netflix are now worth over $230 billion US. In saying that, though, a lot of people think Netflix is going to go broke because they pay too much for their content. And, uh, you know, and the good thing is for Blockbuster, they never had to put up with Harry and Megan. (laughs) I'd rather have gone broke than, you know, buying that company, which would have eventually you had to deal with them. So, nah, bad decision, but there's some benefits. <laughs> <clears throat> but yeah, that that's a colossal decision, a terrible one. 
uh, when you had to you go bankrupt, close all your stores, fifty mm. million dollars, turn it into two hundred and thirty billion. Currently, to this day, US too. Yeah, that's US money. Did, I wonder who owned Blockbuster. I don't know. I don't know. I'll mm. have to look into it. But um, yeah, that's a. I think that's a really good example of a bad decision. Oh, that's a terrible decision. Yeah, I mean Yahoo had the same as well. They got offered. Uh, I think it was a million dollars for Google. Really? Yep, back in the day. Yahoo. Yeah, and they turned that down. Wow. But yeah. it's a wonder they turned it down because everyone bought everything in those days in the tech side of things. But And a million dollars wasn't a lot, obviously. No. Mm. But yeah, I'll, moving away from the financial, I've got a World War One related bad decision. Now, this is... Not, I mean, there was lots of bad decisions made in World War I. Um, okay. You know, by uh, you know, getting out of your trench and walking towards machine guns, terrible decision. Um, or when you ended the war, you made it so bad for the Germans that it meant another war started. They're pretty obvious ones. But the one I've got is one called the Pals Brigades. Okay, I've never heard of this. Well, the Pals Brigades happened in England. And what they did is when the war started, all the young men wanted to fight with their friends. So what they did is they organised these battalions that were full of people from villages. They were their brothers, cousins, uncles, fathers, all sorts of things. They all knew each other. So they all put them into battalions, which is great. You know, went away to war. The problem is they all got killed. So entire families were wiped out. Villages lost all their young men, like certain villages. They were just wiped out because in the early part of the war, and for most of the war anyway, these battalions were wiped out. There was nothing left. So they kept replacing them with other people eventually, and they they stopped doing it after a very short time because, you know, after about three or four months, they realised that villagers had lost everyone. That all they were left with was the mothers and sisters and things and grandmothers. That was it. Yeah. So that That's big, that it? was short sighted and it, all the best intentions, but like a lot of decisions, you know, there's unforeseen uh, consequences which you see our politicians now do all the time, you know. Yeah. They make a decision which seems, oh, on the face of it, yeah, that's a good idea. But then when you put into action, the, the consequences are terrible. So, yeah, the, I'd say thumbs down to the Pell's Brigades. Yeah, I, I most definitely. Yeah, it's a yeah. bad decision. Geez, World War One was pretty horrific because yeah. it, was the, it was basically the first war with modern technology. Yeah. But it had old style tactics yeah it yeah. just didn't work well yeah. it didn't yeah. it didn't and uh yeah it was just it was just a terrible terrible war and they never learned from it like they they rubbed the germans noses in it which eventually led to the next war so yeah, yeah. It was, um that, that was a pretty ordinary one i thought for the yeah so what, what have you got i've uh well, uh, I haven't got a lot more, but no, okay. Well, I, I have another one. You've got something else? Yes, I have. But okay. In fact, I've got a couple more yet. Okay. But, um, <laughs> it'll, we we've done you know financial and you know uh, that sort of stuff. I'll, I've got one involving animals. Okay. Now, there's lots of bad decisions can be made with animals. Like, <laughs> I reckon probably the worst is chimpanzee ownership. I mean, there's plenty of examples. <laughs> like. like um, like this woman, like Charla Nash, her name was, and in 2009 she visited her friend who owned a chimpanzee, went round and got a face ripped off. <laughs> so, you know, chimp ownership is terrible. Um, 
Treating elephants badly is another thing that's terrible as well because they've got great memories and they'll come back and get you. <laughs> and and owning big cats. So there's obviously disasters can happen with that. But my animal uh, example today is a guy called Tim Treadwell. Okay. Now, he was the guy who befriended the bears and lived amongst the bears. Anyway, he was savage to death with his girlfriend. Uh, it was a couple of years he was with them. And they just turned on him one day. So these were just wild bears, yeah? Yeah, he just went, are... he went and lived amongst the bears, Tim Treadwell. And what, become friendly with them and Well, whatnot. he lived amongst them, yeah. yeah. And I think he thought they were friends, but they obviously weren't. And he well, it, it obviously he got friendly enough that he invited his girlfriend to stay with him in 2003. And um, his girlfriend, Amy, and himself were eaten by a 28-year-old male bear. Now, they, when they actually got this bear, they, they cut him open and his stomach was full of clothes and human remains. So he'd eaten them both. So, <coughs> you know, that, and it's actually, there's a 2005 documentary called Grizzly Man, which okay. documents all this. But they do know his last words, though, when he was being eaten by a bear. He said, this is still better than being Prince Harry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, no. <laughs> but, no, I mean, that, that is foolish, isn't it, really? Yeah. To think you can live amongst bears. They're the most savage creatures. And scary, too. No, of all the things to be killed by, that's probably top of my list. Oh, yeah. And of, of not wanting to be near. Gorillas. Gorillas, yeah. Yeah, they're bad. No, I don't like them. Yeah. I mean, no. but sharks wouldn't be much good. But, I don't uh, think so. But you don't need to go in the water. You don't need to go out in the wild with bears. So do, it was just a terrible decision. Do you think if you were savaged by a bear, you would barely feel it? <laughs> I mean, you feel it around. <laughs> because they, they eat you alive. Yeah. They, they actually... Um, they they clean you out to your skeleton, and they don't care that you're still alive. Yeah, they'd eat bones and all, wouldn't they? Well, they, I think they they I think they leave the skeleton pretty much. They eat all the meat, and um, yeah, they but you you don't die quickly. Mm. So yeah, and you're apparently supposed to um, play dead when when you're attacked by a bear. So if you ever attacked by a bear, you lay down um, on your stomach with your face to the ground, and they are going to try and still eat you a bit. But if you don't move. Well, you could still live. Okay. Obviously, uh, uh, Timmy Treadwell <laughs> probably was uh, reacting, <laughs> but uh, pretty ordinary. Yeah. It's a take. That's a bad date, really, for his girlfriend. <laughs> that's a bad first date. If it, if it was a first date, what about the elephants? You would say, yeah, yeah, they yeah, come back and get you, isn't? Yeah. It? Well, see, elephants have got great memories, and yeah. there's documented stories. I didn't get any for today, but where people of being, well, they've taunted elephants, you know, in captivity and whatever, and they will remember that person. And when they get a chance, they'll take them out. So, Fuck. yeah, yeah, Jumbo will just come in and <laughs> take you out. But, yeah, that's, that's that happens. That's, well, no. I do have another terrible decision, probably, you know, it, it, a world-changing decision that, that changed the world as we know it. And that is, in 1867, Russia sold Alaska to america oh they did too now do you know how much they sold alaska for oh and, and get now i'll be the real estate agent here right yeah you've got five hundred and sixty thousand square miles yeah 
rich in gold, oil, all sorts of natural resources. Go on. 7.2 million they paid. Yeah. Which works out to about two cents an acre. Now, they bought that in 1867. 30 years later, massive gold strike in the Klondike, and uh, you now the rest is history. But if Russia had have owned that, see, borders Canada too. So, I mean, why wouldn't Canada have bought it? It doesn't well, make any sense. It doesn't make sense at all. And it's got oil. It's got everything. <laughs> it's got Every, everything that you would want. So if the Russians had have controlled that, um, that would have changed the dynamics of the world completely. And, you know, when it passed through the Senate in America, it didn't, like, you would think that sort of deal, you know, paying two cents an acre, lots of stuff. And it went, it was, I think it was 113 to 43 or something. like. So it passed reasonably easily enough. But there's plenty of people who didn't want to buy it for the bargain price of 7.2 million. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which is it's, crazy. It's crazy. But I think the Russians were using it uh, more so for the fur trade, weren't they? They well, were killing... They almost wiped out sea otters and yeah, but bears and stuff there. Eventually, they would have got round to the gold yeah. and, and the oil, which, you know, it's it's a vast landmass. Yeah, very rich. R- rich yeah. in everything. So, yeah, America now control that. Yeah. So I think I heard a good fact, and I think they America pay Alaska off what they uh, bought it for every hour. Yeah, that would be probably yeah. right. Yeah. yeah. So that's a good investment. Very good investment. Yeah. 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 So yeah. Well, that's a good one. But since we're um, on countries, mm. I've got a really bad decision from a country. Go on. Uh, this is during the 1300s, yeah. during the plague. Now the plague was going through Europe, yeah, right, and it got into it got to England, yeah, right? and uh, England were basically on their knees, you know. This is this plague, this new disease is getting around. Yeah, people dying left, right, and seven. The ninety over ninety percent mortality rate. Yeah. Now, the Scottish see heard about this, and they seen this as an opportunity. Yeah. To come in and invade, <laughs> while the English are on their knees. Yeah. Begging, yeah. Why don't we just? Why don't we take them now? All right, this is our time. Mm. Time to get it back. Um, so anyway, they formed their armies up in the up in the border of the north of England. Mm-hmm. They come in, and it didn't take them very long to realise that this plague was highly contagious. <laughs> <laughs> so they. <laughs> Their soldiers are dying, <laughs> dropping left, right, and centre. <laughs> they started retreating. They took the plague back with them. <laughs> That's disastrous. <laughs> and it almost wiped out Scotland. <laughs> that's a bad decision. That, that's a terrible decision. <laughs> and uh, yeah, but uh, that's you know that is just a crazy thing. I mean, no social distancing. No. Did they, were they wearing masks when they went to invade? <laughs> Probably not. But back then they seen the as acts of God. So yeah. they thought that God was acting upon England mm. and S- Scotland must take yeah. on, you know. Yeah, well, it wasn't really God, was freedom. it? No. It wasn't. No. No. So learn your lesson. Extremely yeah. contagious, dangerous disease. <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, like most of us, or a lot of us in Australia are descended from the Scots, so... Yeah, that's very true. Yeah, yeah maybe we uh, we got some of that thinking as well yeah. in our veins, so yeah. but it's terrible. Scots. Uh, all righty, well, before we finish up, have you got any more examples or anything you want to say? Um, I, I haven't got any more examples, I don't think. 
Okay. Um, but, uh, you know, we, like I said, we, we've only just touched on the bad decisions. Yeah. And, uh, you know, they can come in all, sh- all shapes and forms, you know. Like you could marry the wrong person. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which sort of brings us to our word of the day. Which I don't think exists. I think we may have made it up. I think, Uh, yeah. But anyway, the word of the day is markle up. Okay, explain. Well, markle up, well, it it just means when you marry the wrong person and ruin your life. It's a markle up. (laughs) (laughs) So this... This refers to Meghan Markle, is that right? Yeah, well, I mean, but it's it's not a bad way to make up words. That's how words are made up. Yeah. I mean, the English language is full of words that, you know, that just takes a situation or a person and the word happens. So, okay. yeah, a markle up. A markle up. Yeah. Alrighty, well, thank you for the word of the day. <laughs> um, we hope you enjoyed and uh, we'll be back again next time. <laughs>